0: well there, there there yeah there's a selfishness that that comes into play uh, you could say there's an arrogance about it which is we who are clever and got good educations and had access to things and know how to you know build successful businesses and and things like that have have forgotten the idea that if we don't use that success to take care of the stability of the entire society that the results are not pretty, and so we're gonna we're gonna live through a pretty serious uh, period of that right now. Yeah, right now is a really great time for those of us that have that benefited from big runs in the stock market. Uh, but whatever we did, you know, whatever yeah. we did, and we accumulated uh, wealth and and uh, the ability to to make choices, we're the ones with the biggest obligation. Mm-hmm. Wherever we think we go when we breathe our last breath, we better be ready for some scrutiny.
1: <laughs> uh, this week on Big Feet, we're talking about power, purpose, and capitalism and how to use these to create a more sustainable community, country, and world. To help me out with that, Joel Solomon. Hey everyone. Just a quick audience sidebar before we get into everything this interview was recorded back in late march 2020 so any topics or ideas that are covered in it like in the intro for example are prophetic not reactionary i know joel would have a lot more to say specifically on what america is seeing now in june compared to just a few months ago anyway onward
0: i'm joel solomon I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee originally. My life work became about how the powerful forces of business, money, and finance could actually work for a better world and be conscious of its full cycle. So how does money affect uh, the world by my actions, through my actions? I've written a book called The Clean Money Revolution. Reinventing Power, Purpose, and Capitalism that addresses some of the history of this kind of thinking, my personal journey, and lots of stories about entrepreneurs, uh, organizations, and people that have been part of bringing these questions to the forefront. And today, I'm co-founder of an impact venture fund. We like to call it Mission Venture Capital, and its name is Renewal Funds. We are now in our fourth fund. That means we go out and raise money from a group of individuals, organizations, charitable foundations, wealth managers, government entities sometimes. And we invest that money into organic foods, non-toxic households, and clean technologies in Canada and the United States. And we have several hundred investors around the world. We love what we do. And uh, there's a portfolio of companies on RenewalFunds.com. And you can look that up. And I hope you'll take a look at my book. And I'm excited to talk to you today.
1: Sounds great. Um, I guess just to dive right into those three pillars that you have in your book of power, purpose, and capitalism, how have you found that just sort of like what do those mean to you?
0: Well, well I, I, for me, what that meant is power and who has it makes a huge influence on the world. And there's gigantic power. There's human power. There are all kinds of different levels of power. It's important that we assess what our power or influence is on the world around us. And we attempt to be conscious and make sure that it's used for things that we believe in, care about, and particularly for the well-being of the long-term future. Uh, purpose is of course that part about that we care, and we care about what we will look back on from our deathbed, we, we care about future generations and our role in supporting a world that can be awesome for them, and we care about values. We, we uh, want to treat people well, we want to treat uh, the rest of creation well, and we want to be good people, basically. So that causes us to figure out what our purpose in life is and how to align our life with it the best that we can. And then capitalism is the system we live in. Today, around the world, it's really hard to find anything other than that. Capitalism effectively refers to the exchange of goods and services. We are all consumers or exchangers of goods and services. Many of us, uh, we, we work for companies that do that. Or we create companies that do that, and it's just part of the soup that we live in, the better that we understand it, how to influence it, and how to participate well in it, the more that we accomplish some of those goals that I mentioned and other goals that we may have as individuals.
1: Mm -hmm. And so I guess part of what you're doing, the approach you're taking in the capitalism sense, right, is you're using... Like, are you, are you, would you, like, how would you say you're approaching it? I mean, are you changing capitalism in the way it works? Are you kind of hijacking it for the greater good? Like, uh, how would you kind of describe your approach to that?
0: Okay, so yes, hijacking it for the greater good would be the starting place. It turns out that we do have a lot of influence over the money, at least, that, that we touch or that mm-hmm. comes through us. And we get to choose where to work, and we get to choose a lot of things, those of us that are fortunate. Those of us that can't, I just want to acknowledge at the beginning of the conversation, there are billions of people living on a very tiny amount of money, and they live at the will of our choices also. Hopefully someday that will be a more level playing field. Mm -hmm. But it's our job to understand where we – that we live in a world like this where there's an exchange of goods and services that goes on constantly all around us 24-7. We make choices. We decide where – what, who to bank with, how to invest money if we have some savings or we happen to have made money and we have uh, higher higher amounts of wealth. And we make consumer choices uh, and eat, and we make all kinds of choices every day, all day. My argument is the more conscious we are about that, the better quality those choices will be. And if you combine that times millions of people, um, we can have a big impact on what the future looks like.
1: Hmm. Um, so I guess it's kind of getting into the argument of like vote with your dollars, right? That's right. Yeah. So, okay. So and I've, and I've, I've heard that argument sort of for a long time. And I mean, I'm not trying to be defeatist, but I mean, does it, does it work?
0: We have seen so many improvements in the world based on this kind of attention and intention. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: we, We, as we discovered that our choices affect the air we breathe, the water we drink, Uh, the uh, level of of toxicities around us, Mm -hmm. uh, many other people's lives, et cetera. Over time, as we got more organized as civilizations, we started to make rules that govern the commons. We start to set rules about what is considered acceptable of how we treat the workplace and workers, how we – deal with agricultural land, How we, who gets what pieces of what. We have taxation systems. We, we have a whole set of things that uh, government decides. We have a huge set of things that the private sector often does decide and influence. And then we as individuals are indeed making choices pretty much all day long, every day. And we're influencing our family and friends and the systems that we touch. Mm-hmm. So you could look at the environmental movement, you could look at the justice movement, peace movements. Uh, society has evolved over time, and citizen action and taking responsibility for certain things, we could get more specific about this, but it has driven a lot of these changes.
1: Hmm. I like that view on it. I mean, and it, 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 it means that we actually, as an individual, can have an impact. Obviously, those impacts when we influence other people and— we're compounding it and making it larger, right? That's right. Um, how do I know, I guess then, I mean, how, how do I know if it's working, right? So we're talking about these big complex systems and I mean, I don't know what my bank is doing with my money. They could be investing my savings into fossil fuels for all I know and I, and I would never know, right? <laughs> that's right,
0: that's right. Uh, I'm 65 years old. When I was born, there were less than 3 billion people on this planet. We're about to hit 8 billion. There's no there's no end of that growth in sight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, back in the 50s, when I started paying attention to anything, uh, and, <laughs> and then in the early 60s, they used to have things like the good housekeeping seal of approval, and you somehow believed that that told you that you were doing something better. These mm-hmm. days, we have... Uh, all kinds of organizations uh, that do very serious science about determining uh, better and worse in society. So you you can disagree with these, you can choose your own systems. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was born and diagnosed pretty early in life with a genetic kidney disease that my father's lineage carried. And it basically was a deterioration of the kidney over time until it stopped functioning. Only in the kind of late part of his life and middle part of mine, did it become possible to actually receive a kidney from someone else?
1: Hmm.
0: So I, uh, but, but I didn't, that's, I I went further in the story there. I just say the kidney transplant, I finally had a transplant. My friend gave me her kidney 12 years ago. Everything went fantastically for both of us and Hmm. we so far live happily ever after. But, but I want to, uh, make the point that when I was faced with, okay, you could die from kidney failure and it could happen soon or you could live long and there's nothing you can really do about it. I resisted that diagnosis because I started reading the labels on the packages of what I was buying to eat Hmm. and then what I was cleaning the house with and then what I was putting in the air with my car and you you go on from there. You start to get interested and you become curious about where things come from, what influence they have on people and places, and so uh, I look. I've tried to find out well, what does the kidney do. Well, its its job is to clean the blood. Okay, I take a label from a grocery store package. I look at it. I can't understand what any of those chemicals are. I can see a couple of simpler ingredients that I sort of understand, and I start questioning what what am I putting in my body, and why is it even okay for people to feed me this much less you know <laughs> why am i making the choice yeah. without really having uh, knowledge about it am i damaging my kidneys and so mm-hmm. i concluded that what whatever information i could put together that it probably made a difference what went in my body so i should make better choices that mm-hmm. led me to be an organic foods investor uh, shopper etc and you kind of go from there and look at every part of the world that affects you and start to care. Hmm. If I, if this is damaging me, then how do I find a better way to do it? So that was the beginning.
1: Gotcha. And that, is that, that, I mean, it seems like the, I mean, not only really the logical place to start, but the, I guess the place where, I mean, I, I kind of, where I'm starting and I, and I guess where everyone is ho- hopefully starting to or, or, or beginning to consider these things. But it, it just seems like, I guess, I guess the main, the big takeaway, really, is just start caring?
0: I think so. I think that caring is really the starting place, and uh, religions have the job historically and spiritual practices and families and schools and society, but let's just start with the spiritual practices of giving us a sensibility about what life is, what it's for, what, what does being a good person mean? And most religions have some kind of afterlife that they talk about. Mm-hmm. You can interpret it how you want. But the message is do unto others as you would have others do unto you or other forms of that kind of uh, thinking in life. And though I saw many examples that convinced me that we had lost that, it started to give me some grounding to under, to, to feel more empowered and to think, well, whether anybody else thinks this or not uh, – I've got this situation, I have choices to make, why don't I make these choices rather than these other ones? Because maybe I'll live longer Hmm. and maybe I'll be happier and I'll feel better. So I think we all have that responsibility and really an obligation to care about the unseen uh, impacts of everything we do, everything we purchase,
1: et cetera. First of all, I I really like that. (laughs) I think it's a great approach. Um I was watching one of your um uh, uh Ted Talk speeches uh earlier and you, you used the term um our name is on our money.
0: Yes. Um
1: which I think Thank is kind of what you're just getting that. into <laughs> uh there as well, right? That's right. What's the responsibility here? Yeah.
0: Well, once money comes to me, once I've got my hand on it so to speak, whether that's a symbol on a piece of paper or, or you know an actual piece of currency or a coin or something. Um I do – I like to think this way, and I encourage others to think this way, which is my name is on that money. And uh, I would say that um, uh, crypto and Bitcoin world and new technologies will not that long from now be able to track everywhere that a a dollar bill circulated before it hit. How did it get created originally? Was it digging something up out of the ground and selling it for more than it cost you to do it? Hmm. Was it employing people and uh, selling what they created for something more than it cost you to pay them? And et cetera from there. So if you you can simplify the economic system down to we purchase goods and services that represent extraction and concentration of the labor of people or harvesting from the planet, from the earth, Hmm. something and then figuring out how to make a margin on it and how to employ people to do it and how to do it more efficiently, et, efficiently, et cetera. And then someday we have uh, now trillion-dollar valuation companies. Um, back to the simple part of that, I take responsibility that the way that I earn my money, the way that I hold my money, like what, where do I put it in the bank or in a retirement fund or things like that. And then where I distribute my money, dispose of my money or use it, is actually something that fairly soon will be trackable from birth to death. Mm-hmm. And our great-grandchildren will know the choices that we made. And we might start to care about that if we realize that there actually is uh, you know, a, a moral, moral and ethical responsibility that someday we may have to answer to depending on your belief
1: systems. Mm-hmm. So you're, you take responsibility for, you know, you're putting your visual, or um, you're theoretically, you're putting your name on your money, right? You're giving yourself the idea um, and putting yourself in that sort of mindset um, of how you spend it really does matter. Um, yes. How far... imperfectly. Mm-hmm. In... Oh, sorry. Oh no, you're sorry. good. No.
0: <laughs> well, I, it's an imper it's an imperfect process, mm-hmm. But I still have an obligation to take responsibility for the choices.
1: Yeah. So how 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 far does that go?
0: Well, I try to take it pretty far, but I, not. But that's not only am I a bit fanatical about it, and uh, it's part of my life work now to do so managing money for other people and promising them that we're going to do better with it than is how it's going to be handled elsewhere not and get a good financial return
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're going to make positive choices that are less damaging less less harmful and more generative and we're going to make you money well we'll find out whether all of that is really true and can hold up over the long term maybe that works today because The powerful tend to have the rules written for them, and so you get a little extra advantage because of that, Mm -hmm. which leads to a responsibility for why you should only ignore politics at your peril, and you should understand how power works as well. But anyhow, back to the point. Um, uh, So this is a very high bar to put on oneself, and I I feel like – I make myself somewhat of a sacrificial lamb. I mean, you can pick apart. I can look around my house right now and you can show me all kinds of things that have uh, contradiction in them. Well, we don't live in a world that makes it very easy for us. But what I think, because it's such a complex world today, is that we have a relative we have a responsibility for the relative impacts of what we do. If you can figure out perfect, then do that and write a book about it and talk on podcasts about it and help us out. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're in a period where those of us committed to this, there's a whole movement around these things. I will repeat again, they're imperfect. Yet we can do better and we can do then better than that. Once we uh, Markets get built around this. Now, the organic food market, when I got involved, was a flaky, obscure, unknown thing. You had to go to weird uh, health food stores, and you couldn't understand the packaging or what the products right, were. Yeah. Today, it is a major industry, and it's still not ten percent of the North American food dollar to get clean food. Ninety hmm. percent of the food is still chemical laden and has all kinds of bad things in its uh, cycle from you know from seed to stomach.
1: Yeah. I guess that's where it starts. Just and I mean I guess that's the way to continue, right? If we just keep on doing the best we can. We'll eventually get to a point we're doing where we're 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 doing net positive, and then we'll keep yep. on going from there, right?
0: And the lucky ones of us do this as a life process anyway. Yeah. Uh, how uh, you know you can you, you can talk about dating, you can talk about parenting, you can talk about uh, uh, what you read, what you choose to do, how you spend your time, uh, how you affect all kinds of things in society, and I've maintained this should be. This should be the moral and ethical teaching of spiritual traditions, as at the core, is to watch out for that, and that gives us a baseline to make choices with.
1: Gotcha. So, um, as far as a, as a, so starting to make choices and 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 looking into a little bit more and just being more conscious mm-hmm. of what I'm what I'm consuming. I think so. If you're not paying attention to politics or. Industry, what you're consuming, right? Then, I guess you're going to get taken advantage of, kind of, right? Or they're going to take so. the cheap way.
0: At, at least care about the politics of consumerism. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you don't care about electoral politics, care about the politics of what it's what your community is like to live in. Um, the the another politics that's gotten very weird is the divide between uh, how much a few of us can own. And pay less taxes, hmm. and get all the services. And how much can the masses earn less? End up paying higher taxes ultimately. A lot of a lot of that is the reality of it. And get the worst, un, uh, most damaging products because they're the cheapest.
1: Hmm.
0: And so this is just you. You either have a moral compass about these things, or you, and your moral compass is either aligned with. I'm looking out for the long term. Um, I I know many people that take an approach which is I'm looking out for me and I'm looking out for my immediate family. Okay. Well, fair enough. If you believe that looking out for your immediate family and your next generations is going to turn out okay, if you ignore all these other big picture things, Hmm. Uh, you know, you can't, there's only so many uh, ways to build walls and, You know, fight off uh, everybody else that's being bit taken advantage of, so that you can have all the benefits. Yeah. Um,
1: So I guess guess my
0: politics are clear.
1: Part of part of part of caring is taking taking a look at the longer term, right? Capitalism. I don't know. It feels inherently sort of very short term and short sighted. Um, Do you think? I mean, do you kind of agree with that? I do. Yeah,
0: I do. I, I, but here's, here's my answer to that. We should have progressive taxation. Those of us that are able to make more money should pay higher rate of taxes. Hmm. Those of us that are laboring away in uh, jobs that don't pay very well should be given all kinds of social safety net and services to, to keep their lives together, because we're going to find out right now during this COVID crisis what it means to have a massive amount of people with insecure employment on low wages and have barely be barely able to hold on to their homes and so now the government we have uh United States government is about to pass close to two trillion dollars of bailout Mm -hmm. to spread money around to be sure and calm things so that chaos doesn't ensue Mm -hmm. uh it didn't need to get that way. No. Oh.
1: Yeah. But I guess there was a there was a hope that I don't know that it just wouldn't. Or, <laughs> but um, I mean, well, I, there, I, I,
0: there, there, Yeah, there's a selfishness that that comes into play. Uh, you could say there's an arrogance about it, which is we who are clever and got good educations and had access to things and know how to, you know, build successful businesses and and things like that have have forgotten the idea that if we don't use that success to take care of the stability of the entire society, that the results are not pretty. And so we're gonna we're gonna live through a pretty serious uh, period of that right now.
1: Yeah. Heading back to sustainability a little bit as well. do you think that we're able to achieve sustainability through capitalism?
0: So it's not capitalism per se in my mind. It's not capitalism versus socialism versus communism. Mm-hmm. Those are way too simplistic. Uh, I have concerns about dictatorships, about fascism, about uh, the those who have the most advantages uh, losing ourselves into greed and uh, self-indulgence and believing that we are actually – smarter and better than everybody else, and that we deserve to have infinite uh, wealth for ourselves. I I think that's a bad idea, Mm -hmm. and I think that people who are successful need to remember that if you've got – we've got eight billion people pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Seven and a half billion of those people are not going to tolerate a few of us having everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not, it's not workable. Hmm. Nor, let's let's just throw climate in here for a, a moment, and all of the environmental challenges facing us, ex- species extinction, ocean warming. I mean, it goes on and on now, and and science and all kinds of intelligent people are waving the flag of warning, saying you got to get your act together, people. Um, and you gotta do it now. We're almost out of time. I mean, they're saying climate collapse, you know, is now in numbers I hate to even repeat, it's so short. Uh, but we're gonna see from this mobilization. So we're throwing two trillion dollars from the American US government hmm. into subsidies to try to keep the system afloat. Well, where's that two trillion dollars to solve climate? Hmm. Climate's is just is 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 as serious as anything going on right now.
1: Yeah. Um, So, I guess the question is, I mean, can we do it without government?
0: Well, uh, can we do it without government? I don't think so. I I think, I mean, government is a result of our consciousness, focus, choices, how we operate, you know, of all kinds of things. So, these are very simple terms when boiled down to single words or a couple of words. Mm But, uh, no, we need a regulator of the commons. Um, mm. There are major – there's major money being made all day long, every day on damaging climate. We can make super-efficient cars. Mm. We can – we could be heating. We don't need to be using oil products to heat our buildings. We uh, have renewable energy advancing quickly. We've got all kinds of solutions. But there are economic, political choices – that are underway, which bias the system. Hmm. And most people don't, most of us don't even understand how the system truly works. Yeah. How does legislation happen? Who influences it? Who gets to choose? Um, so, this is where, you know, it's a, a, an informed citizenry uh, is dangerous to concentrated power. Um, uh, uh, r- r- I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> so it comes back to power, purpose, and capitalism.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, those are three I think, good. I think uh, we kind of come full circle then, right? Eh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess just wrapping up, what is sort of like your your biggest takeaway that I should start doing now, and hopefully other people listening should start doing now.
0: I think the biggest takeaway of the, of the kind of day to day is really be conscious and make choices and keep making better choices and do the work to understand what that means for you. The bigger picture part of it is we're all going to face a deathbed if we're lucky. I mean, we could die suddenly or uh, you know, something else could happen, but we're going to die. Hmm. That's one thing pretty guaranteed still. <laughs> we're going to die. And our job being alive has always been that we are ancestors of what's coming. We're ancestors of future generations. Hmm. It's our job to look after them and leave the best world that we can. Um, I've put my I've put my life into a zone where I'm around the kinds of people who do think about those things, and I only shop at the kinds of places that I do trust. I try to mm-hmm. bank with. Credit unions that actually have values and do something with their money in the local community and don't just ship it all over the world hmm. to the next uh, you know quickest buck. And, um, and once you reach a certain point that you're going to have to judge and that I have to judge for myself of a certain amount of affluence, I have that now, and I don't need to keep piling up more and more money unless I'm going to do something useful with it, and, and I mean for the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, first family, personal family, uh, community, but community is the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I right now is a really great time for those of us that have that benefited from big runs in the stock market. Uh, but whatever we did, you know, whatever yeah. we did, and we accumulated uh, wealth and and uh, the ability to to make choices, we're the ones with the biggest obligation. We're, we're going to, you know, wherever we think we go, when we breathe our last breath, we better be ready for some scrutiny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that seems like as good a place to end as any. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for indulging me the time.
1: It's been fantastic. Big Feet is a production of The Impact and produced by me, Ian Sumner. Music is by Saroop Pujari. Check out our whole publication along with our other podcasts at readtheimpact.com. We'll be back next week.